Hey, what's up, guys? This is Rob of Couch on Fire Podcast. Um, today, I have a special guest. I'm pretty excited. I actually have never talked to this guy until right now, and this is exciting. So this is going to be a raw, this non-edited podcast. It's going to be great. And my guest is... That's your cue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were... Oh, no, no, that's cool. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Kelsey Hudgens. Yes. So live Ke- direct. <laughs> so Kelsey, right? Am I saying it wrong? Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey, okay. Kelsey Grammer. Okay. Yes. I don't. I don't hear a lot. Of, I don't. I've. I don't meet a lot of men with that name. So that's why I was when you first when I first uh, messaged you, I saw it. I was like, wait a minute. And then I was listening to some of your podcasts, and then I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Not not many people. Uh, not many people expect to to see this. Uh, not, let alone hear my voice. But 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 to see how terrifying I am as well. <laughs> so uh, tell us, tell me, the viewers. Uh, so you know uh, about your podcast because uh, so Kelsey here he does have a podcast and it's actually funny. It's in Merle's Inlet, which is in South Carolina where I live. And um, I stumbled across from it because I like to explore and find different podcasts in the area because I'm really big on trying to, you know, build a community of podcasters in the Myrtle Beach, uh, Georgetown area. And I really want to just, you know, I feel like communities are big and I feel like we need to help each other and do so much. And, you know, this is this, you know, this town is very mom and popish, very old school to me. And it's like, you know, if you're not helping each other, I mean, what are you doing? So I came across this podcast, checked it out, thought it was awesome. And I just, I was like, man, I got to get this guy on the show. So. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm of the same church, you know, I believe that, I believe that everybody should have a podcast. I, I just, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a one way to leave behind uh, absolute a map of who you were at a certain point in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't know. I think that it's, I, I think that that's probably the main reason why I started, well, why I actually got serious about doing, you know, doing the podcast and such. But as far as like, as far as like, it started off as like a Merle's on thing. And you, I know you said uh, you want to build, build like a, what do you want it with like a podcast fortress in in the in, the, in yeah. the little PD area here? So I think it's beautiful, man. I I think that's really cool. We all should work together, and I and I, I don't see uh, I don't see any reason why we couldn't you know grow this network into something bigger around this area because podcast is what everything's going to anyway, right? Yeah, I mean exactly, and it's it's crazy because a lot of people think, well, I mean, why, Rob, why would you ever want to have other podcasts on your show? Um, you know, it's kind of like why would Burger King ever go to McDonald's? You know, it's kind of one of those things, but it's not like that at all. This is, po- all. you know, podcasting is obviously it's huger than it's ever been before, right. and and the only way to really grow your podcast or get your voice out there is to be on other shows, to talk to other people, and let them help you and vice versa i mean you know this podcast right here we've been around for over a year now and we're still growing i mean we're you know we're not huge we're not joe rogan style we're not really big and all this other production yet i say yet because i have high hopes yeah Yeah. but i i just i love the aspect of you know everyone helping out there's another podcast um i was on their show they were on mine uh really cool people nerd and nerd at they have a show they're actually from merle's inlet it's called voices of misery they were on our show and they they are uh they are blooming they're doing something great over there and i was excited to get them on there and the same thing we've talked to each other this community thing is just it's crazy and you know i just that's just the biggest thing and it doesn't have to be just be you know the South Carolina Myrtle Beach area. Right. You know, I mean, if someone from, I don't know, Texas, you know, you're starting a podcast, you come across this podcast, or you come across, you know, any other podcast out there, you should reach out to them. You should talk to them. Um, I've reached out to podcasts in Chicago. None of them got back to me because maybe they looked at me and were like, "Who's this little <laughs> ant?" <laughs> but I, the community is. If we can't take care of each other, I mean, what are we doing? Right. You know. So. Oh yeah, for sure, and and that's that's a. Uh that's a really interesting point and i i love that i love the thought of that and uh 
I don't see, uh, yeah, I don't see why we why we couldn't do that. I don't see why, and it, especially now where we're communicating right now through Discord, all yeah. both in the comfort of our homes. I mean, there's no reason why this can't be possible. Oh yeah, I mean, and um, sometimes I uh, when I do my podcast, so my best friend that I do my podcast with, he lives in Baltimore. Yeah. So every week, every Thursday, we do a live Twitch stream. We actually do video. We put it on YouTube, and yeah, um, now that I saw, I yeah. saw that. So me and. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that was one of the re- that Instagram is where I really found you, and then mm-hmm. I went to YouTube, and um, I saw that on there, and I started watching your videos and stuff, which good quality, like it, right on. like I it. it. <laughs> um, but uh, like, see, with today's world and the technology right at our fingertips, I mean, it's so easy to just reach out to people and do things, interview, really- interview people, and talk about this. It's just, it's just great. It's a I'm going to have to get a list of podcasts for me to listen to before I get off here because there's apparently stuff going on I didn't know about. I would, I would, I mean, I, I've plugged these guys so much. They're probably thinking I'm, I'm fanboying on them. But if, if you want to check out a good podcast and they're local is uh, Voices of Misery. I mean, um, they're pretty cool. It's just a husband and wife duo. They go back and forth. Um, yeah. And he just, he just, you know, he's that. You know, he's from New Jersey. He's got that, you know, I don't give a fuck kind of mentality. So it's just, sure. it's just great. It's love. I love to hear it. It's wonderful. And they're really good people. So, you know, That's it's cool. This is a misery. That sounds like scary. <laughs> I love scary stuff, man. I'm one of those freaks. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what, so you said you, uh, you, you know, you love doing the podcast. So, what made you start, what made you start doing the podcast? Like, what was, what was the thing that pushed you, like, you know what? I'm going to do this right now. Let's do this. Um, the very first thing that got me was I was sent a link from my buddy Noah Byrne, who has been on my podcast a few times. And actually, uh, we started a podcast together. But he sent me a link to Joe Rogan, episode number 911. And it was the first podcast that I had ever heard. Mm-hmm. And episode number 911, for those not aware, was the very first Alex Jones, Eddie Bravo episode of, of <laughs> And it was just this crazy guy saying all these crazy things, and nobody was, like, reining him in other than, like, Joe Rogan across the table. And I'm like, dude, this is like the Wild West of radio, man. This is like this, – this is no rules, you know, no holds barred. This is, this is the future of, of radio. And I immediately got interested and I started talking to my buddy Noah and I was like, we have to start one of these. We have to do this. And I, uh, uh, me and uh, one of my, another one of our best friends named Blair, uh, she, she was part of this thing as well. And we would all get together and we were all really weird about scary stuff. We all like <laughs> creepy things and like uh, uh, weird enough, like we're all weirdly into like serial killer history and like uh, murder movies and scary movies and American horror story and stuff like that. And I was like, well, let's do a creepy podcast. So we started this thing called sunset grill mm-hmm. and it was just, uh, it was just I, like, like, we talked about just weird odd things that would make people kind of uncomfortable but in a in a funny way and (laughs) just i don't know try to make try to make it interesting and we did that for a while but you know uh, you probably know if you've you've uh worked with a partner for the majority of your podcast is is, and you guys are probably uh, better because you're in the comfort of your own homes but we we were all trying to get to one location and it, it became hard to oh yeah you know get several people together at once and and I, 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 uh, quite honestly, I, uh, I had a, a drug problem at that time when I, that I was kicking at the at that point in my life, and mm-hmm. I, I finally got, you know, got up the nerve to finally say, okay, I'm done with this, but I have to figure out something else to do to replace this with, to replace this mm-hmm. time with, and uh, that's where the podcast came in, the solo podcast where I just sat in front of a microphone and I just told the deepest, darkest story I've ever told. Yeah. And uh, I just recorded it and released it and put it out into the world. And that was the f- most freeing thing I'd ever done. That's episode number six of my podcast was, was just, I just told the, the most deepest, darkest story I'd ever told. Well, and, I mean, kudos to you because you know, that, that's, that's a lot harder than you think it is. I don't know how, how many times, I've had some podcast episodes that I never uploaded because, like, 
I've I've been in everyone gets into a funk. Everyone gets into that 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 Absolutely. the demons in their brain. And I look at podcasting as a live journal. I'm going to talk this out. I don't want to write it out. I'm illiterate. So I'm going to talk this out. So I'm sitting there, you know, telling stories and things like that. But then later you get so consumed. It's hard. It's hard to put it out there. So the fact that you did that, I mean, that's awesome, man. I mean, that shows a lot about your character. It shows that you want to move forward with things. And that's that's, that's, that's awesome. exactly what it was. I appreciate it. But that's exactly what it was. I, I did want to move forward. I wanted to, I wanted, I don't know. I didn't want to be like confined by that anymore you know it's like when the snake's in the room as long as you can see it it's not as scary you know if, yeah. if it, you, you know there there's there's your one yeah um, <laughs> um, if you can only but, see me right now i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, but seriously though you know as long as you can if if you once you're i looked i looked through you guys as things and i noticed you had a couple of scary movie horror movie uh yeah. episodes and things yeah so you know horror movies you know the you, you know the one thing about horror movies is once you see the ghost's face it's it's always less scary oh yeah it's over it's over yeah. it's over once you see the thing's face you know the not seeing that it's there the the anticipation building up mm-hmm. is 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 the is what you know causes this mm-hmm. the fear so like once, once you get everything once you get it out in the open and once you see what it is it's always less scary Mm-hmm. So I feel like getting out that monster and getting that demon out and giving it a face and then talking about it, you know, again, and one of my favorite movies, man, the, the, the conjuring part mm-hmm. two, where they give the demon its name, you know, they call it its name Valak. That's how you control it. You know, when you figure out something is, and like, it's, it goes back to that old, you know, uh, realizing there is a problem is the first step in, you know, solving the problem. Yeah. And that's sort of how I viewed the podcast as well is just, just, it's it's my journal and i haven't gotten to a point where i've um started talking about something to where i i I was i wish i hadn't have said it it's always something if i say it it just needed to come out and that's that's the Mm -hmm. way i leave well see that's it's it's always fascinating to me for you know all the guests i've had on this show and all the guests that i've talked to even the people i talk to outside of the podcast just hearing their story and hearing why they did something it's always um it's like it's it's crazy to me like because everyone has a different story but we all want kind of the same direction like you know um i've always tried to be honest and open with everyone and i don't hold back i mean you know if my mother-in-law decided to listen to one of these i mean she's going to learn things about me she probably never wanted to know but i'm not gonna hide from it i don't want to you know i don't yeah, I just feel like, you know, if you're going to you're going to be I spent a good chunk of my life in the past hiding a good chunk of my life just being disgusted with myself and doing some bad things where, you know, everything changed is when, you know, I I I have a daughter and um my daughter's autistic mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I moved to Horry County is because it's one of the best counties for autism. We left really? Yes, me and my wife, we left our house and our, you know, every everything from Charlotte, North Carolina to move to here just because of my daughter. And um, you know, and that really humbled me. She humbles me a lot, and because of her, it makes this podcast so much better. I can be myself and be true. Um, that's the most important part mm-hmm. of it. I started I always wanted to be a radio disc jockey when I was young. I grew up I grew up in the 80s and 90s and Howard Stern was everything for me. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so and then that movie in the 90s came out Private Parts and it just took me to another level in many ways. Um but probably about the same age. Yeah. I'm 86 baby. What was that? I'm an 86 baby. Where year were you born? 86. I'm 30 about I'll be I'll be 33 in a week. Right on, man. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I was born in, uh, yep, good old 1986. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, I just, I've always wanted to be a radio disc jockey, but I had a speech impediment and I listened to my demons and people in my life to tell me no. And then I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I was never tech savvy. And then, yeah. uh, then my co host, Alex, that you probably see in videos, this man is engineer, one of the most intelligent men I know, and I love him to death. He was like, Rob, let's do this. I'll help you out. I'll teach you the ways. I'll teach you the programs. I'll teach you everything as long as you do all the social media and talk to everyone because, because he's very he, – I wouldn't say he's antisocial. He just – he picks and chooses 
who he talks to. Yeah. Most, and, uh, most, most, most computer nerds, and I, and I say that affectionately because I am one, are <laughs> introverts yeah. very much. Oh, yes, he, he really is. But, uh, but it's cool because I bring out the best in him, and he brings out the best in me. I mean, he's taught me a lot, and I've taught him a lot, and we've both grown from each other. I've known this man forever, so I'm gushing on him right now. Hopefully he does listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that's cool. That's cool. I mean, what do you, so what do you normally talk about on um, your podcast? I, I did listen to a couple. I actually watched a couple of your videos. Um, right on, man. But like, what, what is like the – you just kind of talk about whatever, or you just – you have ideas that you talk about? What's up? Well, usually no. Usually I just start. Mm-hmm. And and then I'll go from there. Like I'll I'll have a rough idea of something that I want to talk about, but then after I talk for after I talk for a couple minutes on the subject that I wanted to talk about, I'm talking about something completely different that actually ends up being more meaningful than the thing that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And that has happened more often times than not. So I kind of just go in blind just about every time. <laughs> and I I don't know, man. I, I kind of like to try to is a, well, a, a thing that I say cuz I play music too. I've been I've been a professional musician for a real long time and I've all, I've got this thing I say where I like to take my brain out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Because my brain gets in my way, man. I've got one of those uh I got one of those brains that just it will get <laughs> in your way every time. And I I just like to try to yeah take that out of the equation don't try to think about what i'm going to talk about and just literally talk because i want to speak i don't know i don't want to want anything that i say to go through a, go through a filter i want this to be as honest and raw as possible so, well i think that's what makes a good podcast i honestly I think, so too. I, I think so because people people want to you want to relate to someone if i was going to listen to another podcast I want to I want to relate to them. I want to hear, you know, I want to hear their struggles. I want to hear their strengths. I want to hear them laugh. I want to hear them cry. I I just want to it makes them feel human cuz I'm human. You know, they don't I'm not I'm not putting a podcaster up on the pedestal because you know, I just know we're equal. We're you know, so it's just it that's what I want to get out of a podcaster. So I agree with you 100%. I think the best podcasts are are the ones that are not planned. Um, when I first started this pod, when we, well, me and Alex first started this podcast, we are, I was a hundred percent plan. I had a whole little to-do list. We're going to do this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just, it sounded too robotic and, right. and you, you hit the, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's more of like, you just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel comfortable. I felt like a job. Like I was doing something like. Like I was yep. like I was acting, and I definitely don't want to do that. So, hey, you, you, so you say you play music? Yeah, man. So what? what oh, let's talk about that. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're. Uh, uh, what yeah, you... I've got got a couple of bands. I play with a band called Cornbread and a band called The American Sound, and I do my solo thing. Mm-hmm. That's what. So what do you play? Like uh, guitar. Um, yeah, yeah, guitar and vocals. Okay. Um, I, I, in the American sound, I play electric guitar. It's a little power trio. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cornbread, I'll do guitar and vocals as well. And uh, and both, I, I, I'm I sing in both bands. Um, but yeah, that's 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 been my that's been my bread and butter over the last. Your muse, your your constant. Yep, I like that's it. Been my I like it. What do you uh, what do you play at down here in uh, Myrtle Beach? Um, all over, man. I. Uh, I up in North Myrtle Beach, like Boardwalk Billies and um, places like that, down to uh, Oceanfront Bar and Grill in Myrtle Beach, um, Market Common uh, every now and again, like a King Street Grill and Brass Tap there mm-hmm. at Market Common. Um, we've played Warehouse in Conway a bunch. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I it I could name them all, but man. There's just all, all around in the marsh walk we got a guy that, that 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 says go and we go man we get a calendar in january and uh that's been the case for the last six to seven years now oh man that's awesome you know i um when i was young i tried to i have a lot of friends that are musicians um actually had a couple of them when guests on the show let, let them talk their story about touring and things like that yeah. and um 
you know, and I, I just, it's something I, I wish I could have did. You know, I, I have sleeves of tattoos. I, you know, I, I love a certain type of music. So I was like, man, I want to be a bass player. I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I can do bass. So I remember I picked up a four string bass player. Um, and I tried and I failed miserably. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, it's one of those things where you, you've, it's like, I love football. Football is amazing. Will I ever will I play it? No. I have I have appreciation for it, but I, I can't do what they do. I am a fat motherfucker. I cannot <laughs> Me too, man. I love baseball. I love baseball, but man, fuck laps. Doing that shit. Yeah, so it's just one of those things where, you know, I I, I applaud them. It is hard. I've tried it. Um I was thinking the bass would be the easiest part because you know a lot of the riffs are just pretty simple, but yeah. uh, but you know there's the bass is the hardest. <laughs> yep, it pretty much is. You know, it's one. It's just because you gotta you gotta feel the rhythm. You know, and yeah. and no one told me about this until I got older. Building calluses up on your fingers. Oh man, <laughs> that is something that uh, you're gonna bleed. You're gonna bleed if you want it. Yeah, you know, for the first couple of weeks mm-hmm. at least. But yeah, uh, I, I like playing bass too, man. But I I. Uh, I found out that you can, and I, cause I've played, when I joined Cornbread, I was the drummer. Mm-hmm. And then I was, we, me and the guitar, one of the guitar players switched places halfway uh, along the along the line. And I handed him the drum and I was like, you're just going to figure this out. Like you're going to get it. Yeah. And this hand drum, it was a djembe. So it was pretty simple. And uh, I, I've realized you can make mistakes on drums and you can make mistakes on guitar and kind of get away with it. But if you make a mistake on the bass, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, yes. Play bass just, and you, it has to be, the bass has to be perfect. It has to be right or, or everything sounds weird. Yeah. And it's just, it's just crazy. Cause, so, but not, yeah, I when, digress. When you go to concerts, you don't really look at the bass player. You're looking at the, the lead vocalist and you're looking at maybe the lead guitarist because he's doing something special on there. But the bass. It's there. Trust me. Oh, you damn sure hear that. <laughs> you might not look at him, but you hear him. He's one you're listening to the most, and you don't even know it. Most people don't. Um, anyway. So it's not really an elephant in the room, but clearly my accent is not from the South. Where are you from? Where were you born? I was born in a little town called Bennettsville, South Carolina. Oh, and that is probably an hour outside of Charlotte where you said you were. I'm pretty sure I drive through there. Well, I used to, yep. when we used to have to drive through there. To, you would uh, probably turn at the Huddle House, the KFC, and then the McDonald's. Oh, oh, funny story. Let me tell you this real quick. I, <laughs> moving, moving down to Myrtle Beach, I had a Honda Civic. It, yep. ca- it caught on fire. Wow. And, and I'm pretty sure that's the town because there's a, there's a Honda dealership there right on the way out yep, yep. and um there's a walmart where my car caught on fire at so i parked in the walmart and it was a hibbit sports and a whole bunch of other different things in that walmart and i was like man i'm gonna park under a tree it's hot it was a year ago around this time i was like it's hot and uh there was no trees <laughs> so i was out there for a good four or five hours but i left my car there and i never saw it again i left it at um I saw that there was a Honda dealership, and I was trying my best to get there, but I actually parked it at that McDonald's that you're talking about. I think that yeah, you're talking about, and I um I just left it there. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of funny, but it's a small. That's the most Bennettsville story I've ever heard. Man. <laughs> but but that's a that's a small town. I saw some things that uh listen, yeah. I I was born and raised in Baltimore. I don't know if you know what's going on with Baltimore right now with Donald Trump and all, but not to get too much in that. I hate politics. Yeah. I try to stay out of it. Um, I can't fight battles that I don't know too much about. I hear you. Um, but Baltimore's, you know, I've seen some, I've seen some crummy things in my life. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying Bentonsville, South Carolina was crummy, but I saw some things. I saw some things. <laughs> was, oh well, yeah, no, yeah, Bentonsville, Bentonsville was like. It's just very, very simple country people, uh-huh. and very simple-minded country people. And uh, you know, I was just—I was lucky to—I was lucky to have been born into a group of folks who were not as simple-minded as the other ones around us. Mm-hmm. And uh, just yeah, there's a lot of that going on. So just yeah, <laughs> I, 
I, it might not be Baltimore as far as you know crime rate. I'm familiar with the you know with with the, uh. with the crime rate in Baltimore, and you know I've I've heard of the wire. You know, so, uh, uh, but it, it's all true. It's like yeah, I've heard the ghost stories. Uh, you know, it all comes down to Baltimore is unfortunately the way Baltimore is is because of the lack of good leadership. That's all. That's every time everybody, someone asks me like, "Oh, why is Baltimore the way it is?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." I mean, I wasn't born and raised in the actual city. City. I was born in Baltimore County, and I was, you know, which is right outside the city. And, that's uh, close enough to matter. Yeah, and you know, it just, it, it, you know, it is what it is. It's a pit stop between D.C. and Philly. That's how they look at it. And uh, yeah, right. Um. But that's crazy. So you you grew up there. Then when did you move to Myrtle? What what made you decide to move to Myrtle? Um, <laughs> I actually, I I I've been writing songs and stuff like that, and I, I've always been that, and I've always done that. And uh, I had heard about this story of a friend of mine who came down to Garden City and hung out with one of his buddies, and they just bought like cases of wine and cases of beer and there was just girls everywhere and just it was just the best party he'd ever been to and I was like man that sounds like a song so me and this guy used to write songs together and uh, he told we wrote down a verse and a chorus of this song and he was like dude the guy that I'm talking about is probably driving past here by now on his way back home to the beach let me call him and he can, and this is all in my house in Bennettsville. I was 18 at this time, 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. I had just, just graduated high school. This was in 2006, and I just graduated in 05 that year. And I kind of, you know, went on a couple of cruises and, you know, had some fun. That, that infamous year off of college that I never, you know, went back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that uh that happened we called the dude and he was like yeah i'm driving by there he he actually was past my house he heard the verse on the chorus of the song turned around and came back to my house met me and a couple of weeks later ended up coming down actually a couple of nights later ended up coming down to the beach and uh he lived in garden city in this one bedroom house and there was like three or four of us in there so i would drive back to bennettsville every single night because he had pet snakes and i was terrified of snakes man <laughs> and and yeah so uh anyway one day we had this birthday party for a friend of mine and he was like dude if you'll stay here tonight and not drive back to Bennettsville we'll buy a keg and we'll throw a party every night until we float the keg and I was 19 years old dude what I mean what am oh, I man. gonna do so uh, of course yeah <laughs> why not <laughs> so yeah I, I, I said okay I'll spend the night for this birthday party and I've never left oh wow that's a story right there. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> M- much better than mine. <laughs> like, yeah, how'd you end up there? <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, you, yeah, you, well, my, my, well, well, it's a little bit more to it. My wife would always come here with her family on vacation because you know, grew up in yeah. Maryland, um, and you know, moved around a lot of different places. Lived in you know, Ohio, Las Vegas. I used to live in Hawaii. That's where my phone number is. If you when oh, I was wow. when I was texting you. Um, so I used to live in a lot of different places, moved around a lot. Um, and when I met my wife, you know, we moved to Hawaii, then we moved back. She finished college and she was like, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get out of Maryland. Maryland sucks. The cost of living's high. It's just crappy. Everyone's just, it just, it just, it just sucks. It's a funk. Everyone's just in a piss poor mood. So we're like, okay, so where do you want to move to? And we were looking around and we saw Charlotte was a growing city. So, yeah. we, so we're like, let's move to North Carolina. We went there and it, it was good because it had stuff that we were used to. Like it was, it was there was a hustle and bustle. It was a nice hub, yeah. Yeah, it was a nice hustle and bustle, but it was still that country feel. Like you could talk to people, people calling, yeah. you know, carts, buggies, and all this other stuff. So it was, it was a yeah. <laughs> still, still that shock factor, but not, not too much where I'm just ripping off the bandaid. So we, uh, we planted roots. Um, we lived in Charlotte for about five years, and then my wife was like, you know, we we're talking about we had my daughter. Then we found out she was autistic. So we were looking around. I was like, okay, I, I just want the best for her. And Charlotte, unfortunately, even though it's a growing city, it just at at least right now, it doesn't have the means yeah. to really help her. And she was just like, well, it's kind of funny. You know, my parents are thinking about retiring soon. 
and um, they've always wanted to retire in Myrtle Beach, and they said they'll move to Charlotte, and I was like, well, it's the beach. We used to live in Hawaii. Let's let's just go to the beach, and I've never been here. And she's this is not much different in Hawaii, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> the tourist level <laughs> in certain times, maybe it might be the same. But yes, um, but no. So we came here. Um, obviously, I fell in love with it because it's like you know, I grew up going to Ocean City, Maryland. I grew up going, you know, that's what you would do. You would get, you and your buddies would just go, go drinking, crash other people's houses. Basically what you, you know, living the dream, like what you were doing. Yeah. We were just doing it up there. And then um, so we moved here. We found an apartment and um, <laughs> we moved here the second day we moved here. So that whole thing happened with the car. We moved in. Um, my in-laws helped us move. So then they left. And then I think the very next day we got evacuated because of some hurricane. <laughs> oh man, you guys doing that? So, uh, so that we was Matthew, right? Yeah. So uh, we don't. Wow. Actually, no. Was this last one? What was this? Was this Florence or Matthew? I can't remember one or the other. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It was a hurricane. We don't know we what do. to do. We get so many hurricanes. We get, and I've I've been here for all of them. You, I've seen so many hurricanes. I get them confused. Yeah. Well, I mean. To me, I, I was like, okay, we can probably wait this out. But my, my wife, she's like concerned, you know, my daughter. And I have a little little dog. Sure. And I was like, okay, so So we go back up to Maryland. And um, we couldn't get back for a week. 95 was closed. 40 was pretty much destroyed because of the hurricane, actually. Because remember, I think this past hurricane was supposed to hit us straight on. But it actually hit us in Rock, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we couldn't. And how do you get unless you're going to go through West Virginia and Tennessee and then down through, you know, like Greenville, which would take me like 15 hours. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So the only way to get here is through North Carolina, but destroyed North Carolina. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got here. Um, at first I did not like, at first I liked Myrtle beach because it was like a tourist town. But then once I started living here, I hated it. I hated it for probably a good four or five months. I was like, why am I here? I'm, I have high blood pressure. I hate the damn sun. <laughs> I'm getting older. You know, I'm sitting there like, I don't want to go outside. And then someone, t- some buddy, a buddy of mine that I work with was like, well, you can always tell the locals from the, the non-locals. And I said, how? And he's like, the locals are pale. The non-locals, well, during, you know, during certain right. times of the year. Like summertime, if, you're, if you run into someone that's pale and it's not wearing a restaurant t-shirt, they're definitely a local. <laughs> right. And, and um. But yeah, I hated it for a while, but then we recently just bought my house and now I'm kind of nesting, kind of settling in and it feels good. I like it. This so, this area isn't for everybody, but once you figure it out, yeah. it, and there is a there is a method to living in this area. And once you figure out the method of living in this area, which is different for everybody, yeah. you, you, it's actually really really cool. We're very close to everything that we need we got an airport that will fly us just about anywhere you need to go and i've never been on an airplane before but but you know this is the we, we the myrtle beach is a pretty good pretty good little hub well it's crazy because um like a lot of the people that i talk to that are like real real locals or have been here for a while like uh my wife and i we we live right outside of myrtle like literally right outside we're on we're off of 544 in conway like real close to yeah. technically myrtle um but everyone that i really talk to they don't really live in Myrtle. Like they all live exactly. at Myrtle's Inlet. You got Pauly's right. Island. You got, you know, even Surfside, Sockasee. They just kind of stay away from the actual Myrtle part. And yeah, that's the trick. And our apartment was in Myrtle right off of like, you know, there's a strip right off. Let's just say really close to inner. Was it intercoastal? What is that? The intercoastal? The yeah. So it's yeah. just, you know so our apartment was like right there so yeah five hundred one horrible traffic horrible it was a, it was a, it was a bad experience but once we found a house the right fit it just it felt right and now it feels right it's good I yeah. um if you drive around for a couple of years and get the times right traffic's not even that bad oh yeah oh yeah but I definitely uh I love the southern hospitality it's really nice it's a, a lot slower but it's really nice. <laughs> much slower see I, and I, I i don't fit that bill like i'm a i'm a quicker mm-hmm. I, I i like things at a quicker pace mm-hmm. you know I, i'm not i don't like that like i would have had to i couldn't have lasted in bennisville like bennisville is too slow for me merle's inlet is just right mm-hmm. it's it's like not as fast as maybe myrtle beach is but it's 
is definitely quick enough for me. <laughs> and plus, I, I had to quit drinking a while back, man. I, 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 I'm about three and a half years off the alcohol, but man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Myrtle's Inlet, man. That's that's one thing I don't. Not a lot of people understand about Myrtle's Inlet and the Myrtle Beach area is if there were an, a, a it like if there really were a beer fest and there were a drinking team that somebody was going to recruit for, they'd probably come down here to recruit. <laughs> I um, so one thing I actually I've never talked talked about on any of my episodes. I think we have about 125 episodes, and I've never talked about this. And I was kind of chit chatting with you off the uh, off air. And, um, and I, you know, and I just, I felt right. Like maybe this will be the time to kind of bring it up. So I, okay. I, I, in my past have suffered through addiction. Um, I, I went through this dark, dark alleyway. Um, I was really at a low point and, you know, who was there at the right time? One of my friends who was just, you know, Hey, I got these painkillers. Let's just go down this road. And I was like, okay. Um, and you know, I went down that road and first it was, you know, very simple, but everything escalates everything yep. escalates and now one thing i never had an issue with and to this day i i can drink i can drink i never had an issue with drinking i know when not to drink and i know when oh, to yeah. drink and i will say um being in myrtle beach i agree with you 100 percent. i mean the amount of like i'm surprised there's not a brewery on every fucking corner down here <laughs> right. it, it, it seems that way um but no i mean the beer i mean this yeah i the beers down here are pretty great. I've I've learned to love a couple couple beers that are just in my arsenal. But um, back to the addiction thing. I remember you were you said something. You briefly talked about it a little bit. And you were on some things and you were struggling in the beginning of uh, your start of the podcast industry. And um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I I did some things. I mean, I did some horrible things. The people that I cared about. Um, I did some uh, you know some things that I just regret doing. I've seen some things, especially in Baltimore that I will never get out of my damn head. Um, but yeah, I, I went down, you know, I went down that hard path and, uh, I wasn't down there long. I would say probably about a year and a half. Um, yeah, that's then, about where I was too. And then, uh, it was funny. So I don't, I don't go to church. Uh, you know, Oh, well, I didn't go to church. I started going to church when I went to Charlotte. I mean, it's the Bible belt. It just felt natural. Um, but up, up North, I didn't, I didn't really go to church. You know, my, my family's just mixed in, you know, my dad's side is Jehovah's Witnesses. My mother's side is Catholic. It's just a really mixed pot. Okay. So I never, I never felt my place, but I'll, I'll tell you this story. I've never told anybody this. So this is a fun story. So, you know, I woke up one day when I was doing the things, um, you know, I rolled myself a joint I was smoking weed, you know, fun stuff. And I was going to walk to my buddy's house to go uh, do what we normally do and just hang out, play some Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Um, and <laughs> and some other things like that. And also, you know, just do stuff. I mean, we were trying to hustle, trying to get, you know, some drugs. But, you know, you got to buy this many and sell this many and all this other stuff. So I was on my way to his house. He probably lived about a mile away. It started raining. This guy pulls up a car right in front of me. And I walk past him. And he's like, hey, sir. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah. And, you know, I look inside his car. I just see Jesus this, Jesus that. Oh, my. Jesus stuff everywhere. I'm like, oh, I know how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, you need a ride? And I was like, no, my buddy lives right up there. You know, I, I don't need a ride. I'm good. So I just kept walking. He pulls up again. He's just like, I think you need a ride. And I'm just like, oh, my God. At this point, I'm just, I'm okay, that's fine. I'm lazy. I'll get in the car. So I get in the car. So what you think would happen is... He's going to preach the word of God. He's going to tell me all these things and everything's going to be all right. He said nothing. That whole ride, it was probably like a five, six minute ride. He said nothing to me. And I'm sitting there. It was very awkward, actually. He drops me off at the house. And right before I get out of the car, he said, I think you needed this more than you knew that you knew you needed this. And it freaked me out for two oh, days. That's crazy. <laughs> he didn't say – he said nothing to me about God. So I went inside, and I kind of disregarded at that moment. I mean I was already stoned, and then I went inside, and I just you know, hung out with my buddies. and started you – know, I was doing scramble, which is heroin, and I was doing some uh, you know, other damn things in there, and I was just going down a dark path. And yeah. Next day, you know, I wake up, still at my buddy's house. Actually, I don't think I slept that night, and I was doing so much stuff. Eventually, I did go home, and I really thought about it. I was like, man, that was the weirdest thing ever. 
So I've reached out to some childhood friends that I stopped talking to because I started, you know, hanging out with another group of friends, and I told them everything. They uh, they grabbed me, and we they drove me about an hour away. They put me in a 30-day, 30-hour rehab center, um, which was funny because at the time, this rehab center was known because Chris Farley used to go to this rehab center. It's, oh, wow. And it's in, uh, it's called Havity Grace, Maryland. It's like really secluded. So I went there, did my program, and then I got out, and they picked me up, and they said, we already talked to your folks. You ain't going home. You're staying with us. Give me your cell phone. Give me everything. I was like, but I need my cell phone. They're like, no, you don't. Like, but but I need my cell phone. No, you don't. So I was like, okay. So I just uh, stayed with them, and they pretty much saved my life. Um, the hardest thing about it is the people that I was doing those drugs with, I mean, they're not bad people. They were amazing yeah. people, and I feel bad to this day. I really don't talk to them. Well, 75% of them are dead, but the the other ones that aren't dead, I mean, I still feel bad that I don't talk to them, but I'm glad I don't because – I'm sure we would just go down memory lane and I'll feel the itch. Because <laughs> one thing you learn, yeah, man, it's always there. <laughs> that itch doesn't leave you. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's crazy, man. I never I never went down. I never did anything as hard as uh, as that. I I got I was pretty. I had a pretty bad coke problem. Like okay. I was really. I had a really bad coke problem, and it was to the point where I was, you know. I was going through, yeah, you know, like a hundred and fifty bucks a day. Oh my! On, on you know certain days, and I don't know. It got to the point towards the end where I was starting to put a wedge between me and my friends because that stuff makes you delusional and mm-hmm. makes you crazy. And uh, I, I don't know. I just started to like. I get all the checks for the band, like all the checks to the band get written to me. Yeah. So like, I was spending all of the band's money on, you know, getting drunk and buying bags of blow. And what's I, what's funny is I actually quit drinking and started doing copious amounts of cocaine because like I, I quit drinking and started doing blow like almost immediately exclusively. Wow. And that's when it started to get real bad like i wasn't even drinking like i was just like it was a big deal to where my friends who knew i was doing coke but they uh they like also knew that i was going around telling everybody that i was you know i quit drinking which made people like start using the word sober and they were like oh you're not sober you know you're still doing this stuff i don't don't say i'm sober i said i quit drinking (laughs) i make it make it a point to do that i'm honest if i'm anything else yeah but uh, but yeah, man, I, I, uh, I just got to the point where that it was always around and I was, I had enough contacts to where I could never run out. You know, I, I always had some, I mm-hmm. never ran out and that's a bad situation to be in. When you get to the point where you can't run out of something, that's a bad place to be. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I just, one day it got to the point to where I was like, okay, I would kind of like, I'll, so a few of my friends had started like to notice. And it was kind of like that scene in Ray when they were like, Hey man, it's starting to show like, you know, people are starting to notice this thing. Yeah. And, and that kind of like, I had that thought of my, on my own accord and just realized that I needed to stop. And even the last time I did it, I didn't know it would be the last time. Cause I'm very, almost like anal about remembering days yeah. like date when I stop stuff I don't even know the date because I don't I didn't know I was going to stop but yeah I stopped doing that and then then I was like you know a couple of weeks later the worst depression I've ever felt in my life you know the the withdrawals from that oh Jesus it's, it's, <laughs> it's awful man it's awful and 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 I never want to feel that again so I mean that's Knowing that knowing what the end feels like after you come off of something like that is enough to keep you from ever doing mm. it. Well, you know, you say the the whole date thing. It, it make it's good that you did it that way because, you know, when someone says, "Oh, this is my last cigarette," in your mind, you already started planting the seed that okay, well, you already started your depression. You already started your I'm going down this drain because you're saying it's your last. Or like if you're with a you know if say if you're with someone and this is my last time kissing them. 
Like it's just you already start that depression feeling, so now you already start feeling sick to your stomach. If you just yeah. stop, you'll never, you know, you'll feel that you'll feel depressed later. But it, it's a, it's a different kind of feeling. So I, I do, I do understand that one. I d- definitely understand oh. that one. But yeah, that's the same thing with. The, I just so happen to remember the date that I quit drinking and quit smoking cigarettes, just mm-hmm. because they were one. One was Valentine's Day and one was Leap Day. Yeah. So I, mean, I just I remember those specifically. But yeah, same deal. I I didn't know it was going to be the last day. I just I said I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to have yeah. a cigarette today. Yeah. You vape. Uh, you got well. I I I, uh, I still smoke weed. You know. Okay. I, I, but I don't I don't I don't smoke. Uh, no, no, I don't do the vape uh vape stuff. Well, I look. The whole, the whole weed thing. That's just, I've had many conversations with that. I suffer anxiety. I suffer ADHD. Uh, I am inside my head a lot, so I'm an active user for CBD. As soon as yeah. South, but as soon as South Carolina legalizes it, you know, I'm going to be an active user for that. I mean, it's one of those things where that, sure. that that's one thing that I try my best to. You know, for job purposes or for people that are, you know, that do listen to this, uh, I try my best to just, you know, focus on CBD most of the time. Um, But when the time does come, I I am an active user. And actually, it's funny you say that. So I go to the CBD shop down here in in Myrtle Beach. Uh, No, I I go to the one. It's called, uh, was it? Coastal Green Wellness. Um, okay. So there's one in Market Commons, there's one in North Myrtle, and then there's one in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I think. Well, quote me if I'm wrong. It's in Georgia. I just don't know where in Georgia. This guy. Well, this guy. Um, he owns all three of them. Really good guy. He really helps out. Um, you know, because I I'm also you know my daughter's autistic, so I want to give her a CBD to see if right. uh, it will kind of calm her down and things like that. Because I've seen the benefits of marijuana with my grandmother. She had cancer and she lived an extra six years just because she smoked every day. So, right. uh, you know, so the fact that I can you know get as much benefit as I can without breaking any laws or getting any trouble. Uh, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, the, actually the owner is going to be a guest on this podcast. So we're going to be talking oh, about, some, cool. we're going to be talking about that and his dispensaries are starting to get set up for if it ever flips over to medical marijuana, which is pretty nice. sick. So, but no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome that, you know, you can, you can just stop it. And you can oh, yeah. just kind of move from it. I mean, it's it takes it takes a strong individual for the people that are listening, and you haven't experienced stuff like that. Imagine stop drink stop drinking stop eating sugar. Just stop eating sugar. That's literally what it is. It's well, it's a little. It's not like that, but well, it, almost it almost literally is with drinking. You yeah. don't realize how much sugar is in alcohol until you stop and start craving candy. Yeah. So just because your 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 body mm. your body's not getting that sugar anymore. But mm-hmm. but one thing that listeners should know is that you can do it. Yeah, it is possible. It's not oh, yeah. impossible. I was I was one of the weakest people on mm-hmm. the planet that mm-hmm. day, and and you know I'm not anymore because of it. So mm-hmm. just you can't stop if you have a problem. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And there's many people out there. You know, I see. I'm a. Everyone's different. I'm the type of person is. I don't want to hear people tell me. Oh, you know, like I I don't like when people try to give me advice. I, I like giving advice. I don't like, you know, taking the advice. Right. And I'm it, the same way. And, you know, so when pe- sometimes like I, I'm i in my 30s, but sometimes a 19-year-old will come up to me. Oh, you know, I'm, so I'm a retail manager. So they'll come up to me and they'll be like, oh, my boyfriend left me and all this other stuff. And I'll, I'm like, and I'll look at them. I'm like, listen, I can tell you what I think, but in the end, you're going to do what the hell you want to do. So should I waste my time? That's what I say to them all the time. And they're like, oh, well, I, I kind of want to hear it, so I'll tell them. And then they're just like, nah, I don't like that idea. I'm like, exactly, because in the end, you're you're you need to fall on your face to learn, and you you're gonna do what you want to do anyway, because that's what I did. If someone told Absolutely. you, someone told your 19 self, uh, you know, like something, and you're just like, nah, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Okay, <laughs> like it's the same Bro, thing. I, I got a I got a ninety six thousand dollar insurance settlement on my eighteenth birthday, and I had zero dollars within like two years. Oh my gosh! What happened? Just just being a being a, being a, just what you just said. Okay. You try nineteen. Try telling an eighteen nineteen year old anything. You know? Oh man, that's crazy. I was just an idiot. What? Which I mean, yeah, half of it. I, I, my, my mom and my stepdad had a used car lot, and I gave my stepdad uh, fifty thousand dollars of it 
for the used car lot and basically bought the company and was was like reimbursed a hundred dollars for a car that every car that they bought and sold i would get a hundred dollars off of that was my profit mm-hmm. and i would i that like that would that would happen and that stopped happening one day and it was a big like big argument between me and my me and my mom and you know she blew all of the money while my stepdad was sick in the hospital and like it was just a big big like family fallout and i like oh my started really i started realizing some things about my mom and then like a few years later you know my stepdad god rest his soul he he got sick with uh with cancer and then my mom started like running around on him and stuff like that so i mean i don't even speak to her anymore yeah so <laughs> hey you know see I know that got dark for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. It's, it's, it's me, well, well, here, here, you know, it. okay. Yeah, it got a little dark. But every, everybody has dark in them. Everybody has something they're trying to drown inside of them. And it's just one of those things where, you know, it's okay. Let it out, man. That's what I, you know, I say some shit in here that, you know, maybe later I'm like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said it. But I'm I'm gonna leave it in there because that's what happens, and it's just one of those things where that's you though, that's your story, yeah. that that's the blueprints to you. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So what if it's dark? I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't think my my listeners, the the avid listeners that I have, and the Patreon people that support us, thank you. Um, I don't think they really care. So, I yeah, so, good. It, it, uh, if, if you do care, forgive me. I apologize. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> um, so. Is there? What do you want to know about me? Anything? Uh, anything in particular? I know I've been asking you a lot of questions. Yeah, man. <laughs> what What got you into the podcast thing? What uh, what, what What made you want to uh, start recording conversations? Um, it, I think it's. I have too many demons in my head, too many things in my life, and um, it's a good outlet. It's a good way to kind of vent. Sometimes I'll uh, a lot of you know we started me and Alex started this, and we started just doing podcasts, just me and him. We would do two a week, just me and him. Um, then eventually it's just the schedule. He works a lot. He, you know, he's got like a a six, I think he just turned seven year old son. Um, so it's just, so, you know, he, he's just a little bit more busier than I, I am. So I had a little bit more free time. So I was like, okay, so let me, let me reach out to the people that I know. Cause you know, I, I, so the first interview, one of the biggest, one of the first interviews we did, um, I had a, a childhood friend I grew up with. He was in this band called I the Breather, and you know they tour. They were actually on tour. They were on Warp Tour. They were on tour with, uh, you know, some heavier bands. They're a heavy band. Uh, they were, yeah. you know, on tour for some uh, some good people, Lincoln Park, things like that. And um, but they broke up, and I was like, everybody's always wanted to know why. So I finally reached out to him, and he was a guest on the show, and I think. After that interview, um, I realized that, man, I love this. I want to keep doing this. And um, so I told Alex, I said, do you mind if I just do some with, you know, one with me and my wife or maybe me by myself? And he was like, dude, you can do whatever you want. This is what, you know, you know, we don't care. He likes to stream things. He likes to build computers. He's a writer. He does a lot of cool things. Um, So we just basically made this platform um, where we can just create you know and he 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 attempted to be that youtuber he attempted to do things like that and you know it, yeah. it, i thought it was successful i know in his head he didn't really think it was successful um but i'm really good at encouraging people because i just think positivity is a wonderful thing and i oh, yeah and i just kept telling him i said let's just keep doing it and keep doing it and uh so i'm in love with it i think uh this this last month though was probably the most i've podcast um one of the things we do here when we po- when we record a podcast, we don't upload it that night. We some- yeah. sometimes it's the next day, but sometimes it could be a week from now. And um, I think uh, one week I recorded. Well, actually, last week I recorded six podcasts. Uh, <laughs> um, now the ones that I usually do by myself, I do like twenty, thirty minutes, and I just kind of talk about what's going on in my life, just updates. You know, Shark Week just started. You know, just kind of talk, shooting the shit, talking about that, and the ones I do with uh, Alex are about an hour long we just talk about you know big big picture things things that are going on uh, i'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll probably talk about the lovely donald trump he he yeah i don't know i see i try to stay out of politics but he likes talking about it so i usually just you know sit in the background and laugh or just say man that's dumb or oh okay it's easy for me to talk about it's easy for me to talk about politics because i don't fall on any either of the popular sides yeah 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a mm. dog in the race, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I just use I just use all the people that I know. I mean, I have a friend that um, he he's he's a local musician. Well, he's not a local. He just he likes going to coffee shops and just playing acoustic sets all the time. Yeah. He's that guy who would go like once a week, twice a week, four times a week, some one month, and then skip a couple months. And so I talked to him, and I grew up with him. So just shooting the shit there, talking about like, you know how when you write songs and things like that and that's just the music side i mean i just i just i love to talk about everything i mean i'm a huge sports fan i mean i love i love baseball i grew up with baseball um i grew up with football you're an orioles fan or a dc fan absolutely orioles all the way all the way actually sorry to hear it i mean we just got a new manager you know we just uh, there's a lot of change your farm system's looking good well that's see that's new that's something we haven't really we always had a good farm system but this time we're we're signing a lot of young people like a lot a lot of young good news and you guys are next year year after y'all will be solid well we got the guy from uh we got the gm from uh houston and that's what he did he just pretty much cycled out the old folks and just got all young talent and he just you know we we signed like 23 young kids we're not going to keep all of them but trade value and so that's you know it's it's a good thing developmental players are so important in baseball (laughs) yeah and obviously calvin jr is everything in baltimore like of course everything i mean he's everything down here (laughs) see now everybody everybody knows cal ripkin but the only like i think the most the underrated orioles are were earl weaver man oh yes oh yes was uh, the greatest the greatest baseball manager of Mm -hmm. all time maybe minus uh casey stangle or john mcgraw Mm -hmm. or Connie Mack. i mean like you could put earl weaver up there with anybody man oh yeah i'm a Braves fan so big bobby cox fan and bobby was a was an earl weaver you know graduate basically uh-huh. you know he 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 broke earl earl's ejection record you know <laughs> and that was pretty hard it is very hard <laughs> yeah i mean we have um we have this in in baltimore so we have it's called the bird walk so it's the Oriole Oriole park Candom yards yeah. and then you take this long walk with bird steps and it goes to uh the raven stadium but we have a section where it's like the Hall of Fame of Baltimore. I mean, you know, obviously we got Johnny Yu, even though he never played for the Ravens, but he's he yeah. made Baltimore who he is. But we also have the little Ur- – like we have Earl Reaver. I mean, we got so many. I mean – Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer. Um, oh, my God. Brooks what? Robinson. Yeah, Brooks Robinson. You know, we have we – have, it's just it, – see, that's – if I had to say the things that – the two things I miss the most about where I grew up, it's just the sports – it's hard for me to go to games now. It's hard for me. I mean, and then right now, Oriole games are like five bucks. I mean, it probably costs more to go to a Pelicans game than a Baltimore Orioles game with the way they're going. Um, <laughs> and then, right. uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, I could talk sports all the time. See, that's another thing. Just you, man. this, this podcast, I didn't want to centralize myself and just do just one topic. I wanted to be able to cover everything. Um, that horror podcast you talked about. So that's my, I, when I lived in Charlotte, um, I was a butcher. I worked, uh, you know, oh, I worked, in, I worked in a butcher shop, and there's a guy there. He's from um, born and raised in um, Charlotte. His name's Griffin, and uh, I just love this take. Love the love the country accents. I mean, that just gets me all the time. <laughs> That's why when I heard you, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was good I to check it up a little bit more for you if you want me to. <laughs> um, but he loves horror movies. We would sit down and talk about horror stuff. I mean, he loves reading horror books more than anything, but we both enjoyed horror. So we're just like, oh, I listened to this podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. It's a horror podcast. and they, But it's not just horror. They talk about – um, it's about four guys. It's four guys. They're pretty famous too. Like they – they yeah, they, they're, they're, they're pretty up there. They're a level I want to get to eventually. But it's about four guys. They talk about, you know, everything from – Chris Benoit murdering his family, the famous wrestler, to... Oh, God, that was so crazy. To, um, you know, UFOs, to Bonnie and Clyde, to uh, John Dillinger, to... I mean, they literally talk about everything that's freaky out there. So when you were talking about it, I was like, dude, he needs to listen to the last podcast on the list. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty legit. That Chris Benoit podcast, though, really freaked me. And that's how I know... That, that that's going to be a good podcast that was my second episode I listened on them and I just loved it because it just freaked me because he was reading me like the actual police statement he was reading it 
he was just like, oh, you know, he put his he put his left knee on the back of his son's head and yanked. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Because <laughs> I watched wrestling growing up. I mean, who didn't watch? Who who didn't watch wrestling at one point in time in their life? And so it was just kind of like freaky to me, like seeing Chris Benoit do this. And oh man, but yeah, definitely, I recommend that. Yeah, you know, no sponsor because these these folks. I wish they sponsored me. <laughs> yeah, man, I. Uh... I, I wanted to do that with Sunset Grill, man. I really wanted it. And the same here, man, with this podcast. I didn't want to be centralized either. I actually started this podcast as a sports talk. Uh-huh. The reason that this podcast is MI stuff is because it started as Merle's Inlet Sports Nerds. Uh-huh. So uh, I already had the MIS in part of the username. So I had to figure out a way to use the mi and because it was one of those things where i set yeah and i had to change it to something that would still work for that so it ended up being mi stuff or merle's inlet stuff mm-hmm. and uh eventually one of my buddies did some art for it he was like because you're not necessarily talking about anything that's going on in merle's inlet why don't you just shorten the merle's inlet to mi and just call it my stuff you know and just pronounce it like mi like my stuff like yeah. my and I was like, okay, why not? But then they got confusing, so I had to just start calling it MI stuff. But yeah, I, I started, <laughs> we did the Sunset Grill for the dark stuff, and then I started doing this one for the sports talk. And I still do sports talks on on this. On this. I just label them differently, kind of like Joe, uh, Joe Rogan does with the oh, yeah. yeah. I just label them differently and use the one channel. And uh, I had another one for the band, the Cast Iron Skillet for mm-hmm. the Cornbread Podcast with me and the guys. But just because my podcast has been doing a little better over the last year or so and building building a little steam and, you know, some international listeners and stuff like that, it's just easier to upload everything to that channel because that has the farthest reach out of all the other yeah. ones. Which is, you know, that's that's awesome. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> we, um, yeah, man. I, 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 rec- I recently um, – one of my close buddies of mine, um, he want, you know, he wanted to start a podcast a while back, and he reached out to me. I was like, absolutely, I'll help you. There's no, there's like I said before, it's a community. He right. he lives in Charlotte, and so he he was like, I want to talk about Disney. I love Disney, and I was like, oh, you know, I grew up with Disney, so I'll, I'll be. So I told him I'll be on an episode or two with him, and his first episode just blew up. Everyone just started sharing it, and they loved it, and it was with me and him, and now. I guess I'm going to be his co-host. <laughs> so, great, man. So now, um, which is cool because you know, Couch on Fire is just this this baby that I've created with Alex that we're, we talk about everything. But that you know, but the um, I think it's Our Mouse Overlord uh, podcast is something that you know I'm really going to try to help him out with and just grow it, and it should be pretty cool. So I, I get the whole having maybe a couple a couple yeah. things. Um, it is kind of crazy the reach of podcasts you know uh we um there's this website that we use you probably hear if you hear listen to our episodes like on spotify or itunes or any any other form you always hear an ad in the beginning of our show it's for anchor anchor is the the site that we use it's a free site and um i know this is going to sound like a plug but <laughs> we um we use it to broadcast our stuff and we have canadian listeners and now we i just found out we have two people from australia that listen um it, Hell yeah. it tells us the analysts the analytics so it's pretty it's pretty fucking cool man i like this yeah i i that's awesome and, and it's free to use that's the thing man my the one that i use i go through podomatic okay for my for mine and it's uh man I, i'm i'm paying 50 bucks a month for, oh my gosh but you probably get but, a lot though they probably they probably do a lot for you yeah I've, I've got a website within that you know the, a free website builder through that and um get like daily analytics and mm-hmm. um like it is pushed out into a lot of different you know spectrums that it normally wouldn't have reached so i i, I don't mind it and and it's pretty much you know i've gotten to the point now to where my listener base is kind of you know i really haven't had to come out of pocket too much for this mm-hmm. so well, that's good uh, that's, that's, that's good. been nice that's good. That's a good feeling. It's like we start. Everyone starts. Well, I would at least like to think everyone starts a podcast because it's a hobby. It's something to do. It's fun. You enjoy it, and it's it's cool if you get something in return from it. If I wasn't getting anything in return from it, I would still be doing this. 
but the absolutely. F- but the fact that we're you know some of us get some things in return, it's it's a bonus. It's it's actually it's very enlightening. It makes you feel so good about yourself that you're doing something that you love to do, and you're getting something for it. You know, even if it's just praise from other people, it's it's pretty right, awesome. Right, right. Any recognition is a is is my recognition and appreciation are my highest, you know, reward centers uh, in my mind. Like I, I value those the most. Now, if uh, if someone wants to donate like a thousand dollars, I'm not gonna say no. No, I'm joking. <laughs> right. Oh, dude, dude, I'm raising I'm raising money right now. Have you have you seen cameo.com stuff? Uh, no. What's that? Okay, so Cameo, I think it's Cameo.com, but it's it's basically Cameos where, like, celebrities will go and they're registered on this site. It's kind of like Fiverr in a way. Okay. Kind of like one of, those, one of those sites. Yeah. But it's celebrities, and you can pay them X amount of dollars to do a Cameo video. And, and I am trying to raise, I've got a GoFundMe started and everything to raise $250 to get Norm McDonald to do a cameo <laughs> for this, for my podcast. Well, do a shout out, man. Do it. Where's the, where's the link at? All my listeners, listen to this. Where's the, where do you go? The GoFundMe. Uh, it is GoFundMe, uh, help, uh, shit. Let me, um, <laughs> Go, it's, it's like, go find me help shit. <laughs> go find me help shit. Uh, uh, it's go. Uh, it's like gofundme.com slash help me get normal on my podcast. Help me get okay. something like that. Well, well, I encourage yeah. I encourage all these listeners that listen to this. If you you know you like what you know you like how this podcast sound, you can hear more. I'm gonna pl- start. Let's just start doing some plugs. Here we go. Plug plug your podcast. Where can we find where Where can the fans find you? How can they download you? How can they listen to you? Uh, okay, so you can find me on Castbox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. It is M I Stuff Podcast, or maybe just simply M I Stuff. You search MI stuff, you'll find it. But it's mm-hmm. it's available anywhere. Podcasts are available. Um, I have links to everything, plus all of my music sites and downloads from my singles and things on mistuffpodcast.com. And everything is there. The links to the YouTube channel, uh, links to links to everything is there on mistuffpodcast.com. That is awesome. So. I usually stick around an hour, and it's been a little bit over an hour, and I feel like I could probably talk to you for probably days. Um, but I do have to cut this. Sh- I do have to. I hear you. I man. do. I do have to eventually cut this uh, thing because I gotta go to bed because I work for the man. I fucking hate the man. I hear you. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. And we'll I'll, we'll uh, in contact, and I'll get you on the get you on the MI stuff over the next week or so if you got. You know, yeah, day or something. that's fine. Yeah. And, and I know you do a uh, live video. I mean, I can either come there or I can just do a. We can stream a video, whatever you want to do. We can uh, do the same Discord thing here if you want, just video. Yeah. But we'll talk about all that. Later. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, definitely check out My Stuff podcast. I mean, I enjoy their stuff, so I know. And it, he's just you hear it. He's shooting the shit. He's talking about life and all the, the ups and downs. And uh, yeah, I dig it. So well, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And you guys have a great night. Thank you. Well, hello there. This is Rob with Couch on Fire Podcast. And just in case you guys don't know, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube. The list goes on and on. But yes, check us out at Couch on Fire Podcast on all your favorite social media. Oh yeah, that's right. We have a subreddit. Check that out too. Thank you guys so much for your love and support.